Hello, today's topic is inspired by something that has happened to me in the past week, I think, since we last talked, um, which I will elaborate on later, but it has to do with a cafe, and thus I'm going to do an entire episode just talking about cafes and just everything about them from why a cafe is so inviting to us, what is special about spending your time in a cafe, menial etiquette that we might not even think about, what are the traits of a cafe that I personally prefer, what are some of the pet peeves in a cafe that I personally don't prefer, what is it about these places with tiny tables and tiny chairs that you will willingly sit for hours just typing away or writing away or reading or whatever it is. If you are looking to go discover your new favorite cafe this weekend or in the coming week, this is your sign to do so. If you if you want to go back to a familiar cafe, this is also your sign to do so. I feel like we also all have a perception of cafes as just one of the more picturesque places we can park ourselves when it comes to productivity or routine or even just people watching or just interactions with people around you. Some of my favorite moments have been at a cafe. Today's episode is motivated and prompted by an incident that occurred in the past week since we last spoke between me and my friend Isabel, or actually mostly me, but Isabel was there to witness it and experience it with me. So I went to a cafe with Isabel and I don't want to name what cafe it was because I don't want to name and shame here, but I ordered a chai latte. They all taste different to me because obviously maybe the ratio of spices or whatnot is different in every single place, but I ordered this chai latte and I also ordered, I think, a small plate of pasta. But anyway, okay, so it arrives and I'm like, wow, that's such a big mug of chai. I'm going to have so much fun drinking this. It's just a big drink in a big mug. I didn't realize how much I paid for this drink yet. But anyway, because I wanted non-dairy milk, it costed more. So what happened is... So I take a sip of this drink, but I always believe that one sip is not enough. You have to take two. And I immediately look at Isabel and I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, she is not... she's not good. And Isabel turns to me. I actually have an actual clip of this happening. Tastes like putting your face in potpourri. The dried flowers, these are the ones you can buy an idea and you leave them like in the bathroom that's what to like... That's what... <laughs> Sorry, take my face, I'm still thinking about it. It's just so intense. I remember Izzy looking at me and she asks, is it not good? And I can't even say the words, so I just mouth it and I just go, no. But imagine me not saying the words, just mouthing it. If I had to assign specific flavors or an analogy to compare what this mug of chai latte tasted like. As a kid, when I had a sore throat, my dad would buy this throat spray, like this medicinal spray, and I would have to spray it at the back of my throat and it would have a terrible, terrible taste to it. But I had to swallow everything, right? Because it's medicine. And 
that's what it tasted like. It tasted like something oddly herbal, tasted like like a mixture of a medicinal throat spray with perfume, and I was drinking it. It was a sip, and I still had the whole mug left, so I was kind of just sitting there like, oh my gosh, and I'm getting stressed out because this chai latte is a big mug and also I I cannot bring myself to finish it which sucks because I don't want to waste it. Usually I am pretty good with eating something that I know that was my responsibility because I ordered it and I chose it. I finish it to the best of my ability, even like halfway, that's already like a good victory for me. But the thought of a third sip from this drink made me want to cry. And in fact, it was the shock of it being so bad that made me start hysterically cry laughing. At first I was laughing and wheezing because it was really bad and Isabel tried it. She stuck her fork in there because there was no spoons and she tasted it and she looked at me and she just went oh like um and she looked at me with like just a face of blasphemy and so that's when I kind of I got the confirmation from an outside party that it's not just me. We exchange glances for a bit and I start laughing because I don't know why. I think I was just, it was like hysteria. It was pure shock and hysteria that a drink like this could be this bad, but also the fact that it gave me the same goosebumps that you would get if you drank cough syrup. You know, it's your body reacting to having something that just doesn't taste great. It's really intense. Okay, I'm fine. Are you okay? Is it real? you tearing up. <laughs> And then I start tearing up and then I start like almost sob crying, but laughing at the same time. So this chai latte made me cry. But then it got me thinking to how cafe culture is a thing. I would like to say that I think every cafe has its own kind of flair or its own personality. And it just so happened to be that this cafe just wasn't for me and I will not be going back there anytime soon. It sucks because it was actually a pretty great location and the space was really great, but what it was serving was not worth anything at all. And I think later when the bill came, I looked at how much I paid for this chai latte and I paid 60 Hong Kong dollars for this mug of chai. And I looked at Isabel as well looked at me and we just started laughing again. Yeah. So today's episode is inspired by that one little crumb of a moment from last week. I love cafes. Um, I think pre-pandemic, I would have a list of the cafes that I wanted to visit. I had a personal map of like my favorite ones and which ones I would go to. Unfortunately, a lot of those shut down, so they can't really be located anymore. I think a cafe is great because it's time conscious in the sense that it's a space that kind of welcomes you to be productive, whether it is for your own endeavors and your own kind of hobbies, whether you like drawing or reading but it also could be equally productive in terms of actually doing something that's, you know, professional related or planning or studying or just working on something or writing. I used to always work at a cafe if I was doing essays or reading because I cannot be productive unless I know I paid for a seat, which is so bad because you're kind of burning money at this point. But like you look at one drink and I would sometimes spend four or five hours if the cafe's not too busy drinking the same drink and trying my best to make it last as long as possible. 
One time I got an iced drink because I knew that once the ice melts, it kind of fills the drink again. That's one of my, I don't know, that's, I don't know if that's a hack, but maybe you could see it as one. But yeah, I really like the idea that you are given a space that is temporary and you are invited to do whatever you want in that space. Obviously, that's for cafes where there's probably no time limit and... Can we talk about time limits for a second? Because when I was getting my teacher certification and I wanted to do my gazillion documents somewhere that is not my room or my home, I went to this cafe. I think it was a weekend. And I was told by the people that I have 30 minutes. So that counts me sitting down, ordering, choosing a drink, ordering, waiting for my drink to get here, drinking my drink, and then just going. But I didn't know about this time limit until I sat down. And so I remember sitting down, getting my laptop out, and I started typing. The workers there, they were like, um, because it's Sunday and there's a wait, um, it might be a 30 minute time frame only. And if there's people lining up, then that's 30 minutes. But if there's no one lining up, then it's fine. And I was like, the whole time I was just anxious about it. I wasn't even focused on my work. I was just thinking about the time limit. So that's just one of my least favorite traits about a cafe. If there is a time duration and it's an unrealistic time duration, I start thinking, is it even worth it? I am still big on journaling and I'm still big on reading and anything that involves pen and paper. And I think a cafe is the space for that. I remember going to one of my fave cafes and just getting my journal out and writing whatever it is that's on my mind and doodling, drawing, everything, which is really nice and calming because I get to kind of spend time in a space the way I want, but still be in an area that's kind of bustling and like full of people. And one of the best things about a cafe is I don't feel like anyone is judging me for going to a cafe alone. Everyone understands if you want to go to a cafe alone, whereas in a restaurant, no one really gets why you'd want to eat in a restaurant alone. I personally feel like I need to eat in a restaurant alone more. I don't think I take advantage of that enough. A cafe for me just has a lot of nostalgia attached to it as well. I just remember university, I remember studying, I remember meeting friends, meeting some of you guys. Um, I think this was when I went overseas a little bit and had some travel time. I think in London and in the Netherlands, I met some of you guys and that was really special because I was trying out like new places and new cafes and I was also meeting like a new human and just getting to talk to them and getting to know them. I still remember those moments fondly and I think it's a social space and it's also a very patient space. I guess depending on what cafe you go to. Some cafes just are more time conscious than others. Ooh, Something that definitely affects how patient a cafe seems to be is whether you pay first and you get to sit down and do whatever it is you want to do, or if you pay when you leave. I personally prefer to pay first so I can guilt-free just know that I paid for my drink and I can sit in this seat 
and sit at this table versus having the bill hanging over my head and knowing that, oh gosh, okay, where do I pay? Do I pay here? Do I pay up there? What do I do? Ah, I don't know what to do. I prefer to pay first. But I understand the benefits of also paying last in terms of you get to add on to your order if you want and you don't always have to pile up more receipts and stuff. Which kind of leads me to think about cafe etiquette. So at cafes where I have to order at my table using a menu, I get really indecisive with what I could get. So, I mean, this is probably not a cafe thing. It's probably just like a general going to any eatery thing. But I take so long if the menu is new to me. Because I'm going to take so long deciding what to have, I end up just panic ordering which is basically when I decide amongst maybe like 10 things, three things that I can't decide between. And then I just call like maybe the waiter or the barista over. Depending on what comes out of my mouth when I say it, that's what I'm gonna have. That is what panic ordering is. And I live by it because I am indecisive when it comes to menu items. So like even the other day when I was with Isabel, when we had redacted cafe name, we looked at the menu for so long and I ended up just being like, okay, you know, whatever, I'm just going to panic order because I have no idea what I want, but I can see some things I want. I just need to know what I feel in the moment when I say it. So the waiter comes over and I'm like, oh, I'll have this. And I'm like, wow, I really have that. Okay. And the food comes later. I'm like, this is what I decided at the time. So that's my etiquette when it comes to when I look at a menu. I also try to section off the things I wouldn't want. I'll try and look at it one by one, but sometimes, you know, when you are given a menu and you're just like, wow, I cannot read. That has happened to me as well today when I was looking at a menu today. I was looking at it and I was like, wow, I literally cannot read. And then you have to be patient with it. Yeah, there's that. I also get really nervous when waiters and baristas are super nice. I end up just doing some foolish thing. Like the other day I was with, I was also with Isabel. Honestly, I think she's witnessed so many of these kind of fumbling moments, but I was with Isabel and we were at this place where you do actually order at your table. And when the food came, the lovely server that served our food she was holding both of our orders and she names the order that she's holding up with her right hand and she's like oh who does it go to and it's mine but for some reason i pointed at isabel's table area and isabel looked at me like dot 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 blank stare just silence and i realize what i've done and i realize that i've directed the barista to put the order at the wrong customer like anyway it was my fault so um i think half a second later i was like don't know why i said that i was just really honest about it which i think is the best you can do if you happen to have moments like that where i'm like i'm sorry i don't know why i do that i have a habit of just kind of being like oh no you or like no um but it's mine and so i just kind of shuffle it back to my kind of area yeah i get really surprised i guess when people are really nice i start getting like my brain stops working. I don't know what that says about me, but it's definitely something that's just unexpected here sometimes. I feel like small talk isn't a big culture here. And so when we get it, it's like, what do we do with it? It's really nice, but I'm not used to this and I need practice. It was a nice experience. And actually that was a really nice place that I went to um, with really nice people that worked there. I do think though that being friendly goes such a long way 
and it works both ways like the customer and the workers at a cafe um because on the workers end like it's kind of like this is how you kind of build your regulars and like you have regular customers that want to come back because they enjoy just the energy for the customers it's kind of like there's really no reason why you should be really rude to someone who's just trying to serve you food i mean maybe it's understandable if they give you attitude but like the likelihood of a server giving you attitude is very low and even if they do it's kind of like maybe they're having a bad day like it's a tough job you know and so yeah i don't know there's so many reasons but i definitely get taken aback here when a cafe has like really nice people i end up thinking about that more than the food itself or what i'm being served it's almost like there's a balance where if the people there that are working there are so nice anything they serve you if it's mediocre automatically becomes good it's like how we attach meaning to food maybe I think the other day, recently, I went to a cafe and I just sort of sat there for like an hour and just read. It helps me to read when I know I'm in a temporary space that is not mine to be in because I know that there's like a time frame and a deadline for how much I can do in that time frame, which is probably why people work at cafes because they know there's a time crunch and they know that it's a public space, so they're more inclined to maybe work. So how do we find these cafes? I tend to be the kind of person who will do a mix of planning where to go, but also if I stumble across a cafe on like a walk or something and I want to check it out, I will. I think in the past three years though, I have been a little bit more less open to exploring and I, I hate that because I used to be really good at just going to places and just scouting out like a neighborhood or wanting to explore a district but now I feel like I stick to what I already know and I'm pretty sure that has to do with not going outside for long periods of time ever since the pandemic began. Um, I just I didn't explore much and also my favorite places would shut down and I was scared to just kind of scout out new places or not scared but just cautious or unwilling i wish i could explore more and i think one of the goals that i'm going to set for myself now is in the coming week maybe i want to go to a cafe that is nearby that i haven't been to before and i just want to take a book or a journal i want to make that one of my goals it sounds like such a tiny small goal but i honestly cannot remember the last time that I did that, where if I wanted to find a cafe, I would just go. I used to be able to find places and recommend places. It's like, I want to be able to find new places to make memories. You know, there's that motivation of it too. I feel like we also romanticize just the idea of working in a cafe or just studying in a cafe, anything like that. Maybe because it's such an intimate setting as well in terms of it could be a quaint, small, little independent cafe. I remember when I was in London in 2019, I went on like a solo adventure to an area that I've never been to before, but I was searching for cafes and it came up on Google and I was like, oh, that looks like a really cool place. Let's go. Um, and so I went and it was so nice. It occurred to me very fast that it was like a local cafe where the customers were mainly made up of the people who lived close by. So when I went there and I just sat there, 
Um, I felt so alien, but it felt so cool to see regulars come in and just make conversation with the barista. They would bring their dogs in and like, it was really cool to people watch that. I think that was one of my favorite memories because I was drinking, I think, a matcha latte at the time, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember what I was drinking anyway, but I was sitting in like a little book nook. There was shelving and like a lot of books that you could read if you wanted to. The walls were painted yellow. There was like a bulletin board with events and like flyers and advertisements and posters. And I had a banana bread. I remember I had a banana bread. That's the only thing I remember, but I think it was the morning before I would get on a flight in the afternoon. And so I really wanted to make sure that I spent every waking hour just exploring to the last crumb. I think I made a little bit of conversation. I was writing in my journal and I remember the barista coming over with my banana bread order and she glanced at my journal just like really briefly and she's like, wow, I love your handwriting. It's so pretty. It's just kind of like, even if you don't mean it, like you took the time to be nice to a stranger and you wanted to make like a small connection. I feel like every day we're in our own little personal bubbles and there's nothing that could break our personal bubble. And so when someone knocks us over or like brushes past us or talks to us, that bubble is bursted and we kind of get shocked by it a little bit because it's kind of like, what? You want to reach out to me? Or like, I'm not the only person here. And like existing can be such an isolating thing, right? And so when you're at a cafe and someone wants to just kind of make small talk with you, it can be a little bit nice. So yeah, that was like a funny moment. Before I left, I left like a little note. I would carry around post-it notes or something like it. And I used to leave notes all the time at cafes as well. Before I left, I would just do a doodle and be like, thank you. I really miss doing that actually. I wish I had an opportunity to do it again. Yeah, like um, I remember that day I wrote down a note and I left it and I don't know what happened to it. I will never know, but I just remember leaving it like, this is like Cinderella leaving a glass slipper, but purposefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it was a lovely, lovely place and the barista was so lovely. She was giving out like water bowls to a lot of the dogs out come by that were very much familiar with the place. So it was a very local area. I felt so out of place, but it was a fun moment. Yeah, it just reminded me how much I, I love exploring and finding cafes and I think it sucks that a lot of cafes had to kind of close and but yeah life is just a series of cafes that you step into and you walk out of maybe that's it I don't know talking about this makes me really want to go explore now which is good because I don't think I've been exploring lately this is your sign to go explore and find find a new cafe or an old one that you haven't been to in a while this is your sign and my sign that I want to go explore and find a new cafe. Maybe that's my goal for July is to find a new place, finding a new cafe to just kind of sit in and exist. So this is where I'm going to end this episode. Um, tell me about your own cafe preferences. Um, I think when I was a kid, I had a dream of like opening a cafe and just inviting everyone I knew to be in there and like hang out with me. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's one of my dream scenarios that I would think of. I love cafe culture. Tell me about your favorite cafe experiences or your least favorite ones. I don't mind either way. I hope you find a nice new cafe sometime. Wholeheartedly, Clara. <laughs>